This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, we are back. Hour number three, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Doing our best to get a hold of Mark. If not, we keep moving on because the show goes on no matter what. Elon Musk, quoted by Pro-Life Diaper Company in a new Times Square ad, having children is saving the world. Now, by the way, that's opposite of what most hardcore lefties and those that are in the climate movement, by the way, would say. That's completely the opposite of what Elon Musk is saying. Every Life is launching its Make More Babies campaign ahead of March for Life. Now, I'm sure Elon will end up taking heat over this, although I don't think he really cares. He is that type of an individual, or he just doesn't care at the end of the day. Really quick on Elon Musk, I also find it interesting that there are a lot of you out there when Elon bought Twitter that essentially said, oh, no, this guy's a Trojan horse. He's on the Democrat side. He's going to be on their side. You know, he, he's, he's not on our side. Now, I will still tell you that I don't think he's on, quote, unquote, our side fully, although he's more on our side than, the, than he is the other. And no, he's not a Trojan horse. He's just not. He keeps proving that over and over again. For example, this particular article. Elon has said over and over and over again that we have a population problem in the United States of America. We have a birth problem, is what I should say. And he keeps saying that. I've been saying it for a while now. Now, I know there's some of you out there that don't believe that. But yes, we have a birth rate problem in this country. We're falling below what it takes to economically sustain our economy. Period. So Elon is on the same side of this that I'm on. There's a profound need for more children in the world, and Every Life is here to take a bold stance, and we disagree with population control ideologies. Every Life co-founder and President Sarah Gable Seifert said in a statement for Fox News Digital, our Make More Babies campaign isn't just about promoting our brand. It's a powerful affirmation of our core conviction that every child is a gift, deserving love, protection, and support. No other diaper company will speak out and say the same. So for those of you listening, by the way, that maybe even have kids or grandkids that are still in diapers, um, switch, switch, use these diapers. I don't hear Pampers or all of the other Huggies, all the other brands of diapers that are out there making this statement. I'm not familiar with this brand, by the way, but if I had kids in diapers, I sure would be. Every life. Now, the diaper company, I think it's, let me make sure I get this correct here. It is a yeah, I I'm gonna have to go look at this go look this up, but every life 
I think is the let me look this up, Charlie. I didn't do this because this was just in the article that I was reading. Everybody, um, let me make sure that I've got this right as far as the diapers go. Hold on here, folks. Um, yes, they make diapers. Everylife.com. I didn't know that was a brand. I do now. Most of you listening probably didn't know it was a brand either, but it is. So it's called Every Life. Comes in kind of a generic pack. High-performing premium diapers for every miracle. Each box comes with six packs of diapers. Typically last one month between 108 to 200 or 108 to 210 diapers, depending upon size. Uh, a better diaper. Now, I haven't had kids in diapers for my youngest is uh, will be 33 here shortly. So typically they stop wearing diapers around two. So I haven't had a kid in diapers for 30 plus years. But this is a better diaper that supports the first 1,000 days of life, 12-hour leak protection for better sleep, flow channel technology, better flow distribution, supremely soft for the baby's ultimate comfort, wetness indicator alerts when it's time for a change. So it sounds like a pretty good diaper to me. So if you've got anybody in your world that uses diapers, I would highly recommend they switch over to every life, given that they are pro-life and supportive of population growth through babies. Which, yes, I'm a fan of. So I did not know this brand. I do now. I'll put this in my notes so producer Ann can actually add that into our links as well. And for some of you listening that, again, have either grandbabies or you've got even babies yourself. And folks are having babies at all sorts of ages. And I am not going to judge. There are people my age having babies. I'm not judging. Do I want a newborn at age 59? No. I'll be the first to tell you. I've sort of been there, done that. But I'm not going to criticize somebody that's my age having babies. If you want to have a baby, you know what? More power to you. And I think Elon Musk would say the same thing. Now, do I agree with Elon Musk's lifestyle when it comes to producing babies, making babies? No, I do not. Now, on the same token, they're all alive, flourishing, and he didn't abort them. For that, I will give him kudos. And he also believes in having more babies, and he feels like we have a population problem, a reproduction problem in this country, which, again, I will give him kudos. Is, is Elon Musk a Christian? Does he look at life the same way I do? No. No, folks. Will he someday? I, I, I can't answer that. I don't know his heart. I don't know what the future holds. Does he, does he hold a lot of the same ideals that we on our side of the aisle do? Yeah, I believe he does. Is he as, is he as um, quote-unquote, moral as some of the other, uh, as, as, you know, like our sides of the aisle would consider him to be? No, he is not. So, anyways, moving along. We'll come back after break here. I'll talk some more about that potentially. Flesh Laws up next. Civil, criminal, whatever it is, whatever representation you need, give Kevin a call today, 303-806-8886. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. 
Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now at 303-806-8886. All right, we are back. Canner Home Transitions. Make sure you call them and take the stress out of your next home purchase or sale. Canner Home Transitions. Find them at klzradio.com. worried about your parents living in that house as they get older. So now you really need Catherine and Robin of K&R Home Transitions by your side. Kat and Robin are passionate about helping adult children and their parents as they both had to painfully go through the process with their own parents. Kat and Robin can assist you as much or as little as you need, and they will partner with you to sell the house for the highest price possible in the shortest time. Whether it's estate sales, open houses, cleaning and decluttering, photos and marketing, probate and paperwork, or transitioning to living in a multi-generational home, whew, that's way too much work for one person. Kat and Robin are senior real estate specialists, certified living in place professionals, chartered advisors for senior living, and certified home stagers among their many certifications. Visit klzradio.com home to see their work and schedule a no-strings-attached free consultation with Kat and Robin. Level Engineering is next. Find out if your home is a good fit for solar. And by the way, how does it work for you and your budget? Son and I had a long conversation about this last night, and Alan is the guy to talk to to explain at 303-378-7537. Davis of Level Engineering wants you to have the whole story about saving money with solar. Everyone knows that solar power saves you money, but the most important savings are all those dollars you won't have to pay the power company. For most homes, that will mean paying thousands less for electricity annually. And the average tax credit for installing solar in your home is 56%. That's more money in your pocket. In addition to the money that you will save each month, solar can add $15,000 or more to the value of your home. And homes with solar panels sell faster than those without. Today's solar energy is a great financial decision on your part when you work with Alan Davis. Alan is the solar money-saving expert. So talk to him directly by going to klzradio.com solar for a free, no-obligation consultation. Electrical problems, we have the fix. Genesis 1-3 Electric. Find them at klzradio.com. Genesis 1-3 Electrical considers you family. Maintaining this focus is what has made them Denver's leading electrical company. Dustin Fulton, owner at Genesis 1-3 Electric, has a large family and teaches them the value of sticking together in business as well as in life. Jaden Fulton, Dustin's daughter, spearheads all of the company's marketing efforts and helps manage the office. Jaden says that it's been wonderful watching her father build a quality business that treats employees and clients the right way. Jaden takes pride in the way that employees are treated like family too. 
Dustin never wants his family to see him doing business anyway, but in full honesty, love, and fairness. And this is carried over to their customers as well. When you have work done by Genesis 1-3, they treat you with integrity and Christian values. Find out what a difference family makes for your next electrical need and contact Genesis 1-3 Electric at klzradio.com slash light and let there be light. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we're back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Joe, what's going on, sir? John, just a tip for any of your listeners who who might want to get a government job. And as you know, government jobs are, you know, golden pay. Oh, yeah. The great pension. You, know, you can't get fired. One of the few places left that has that. You know, you get a guaranteed pension. You, you know, you get automatic raises. You'll never get fired. Uh, gold-plated health plan. Anyway, if if you want to, here's a tip. So, if any of your listeners want to get a, a, a cushy job with the government, the FAA is hiring, and uh, they're now actively under this diversity, equity, inclusion. They're actively recruiting people with all sorts of disabilities. I want to quote from the uh, from their website: Among the disabilities, they're looking to recruit workers who suffer from severe intellectual disabilities and psychiatric problems. And what so are now, they going to have these people doing, Joe? John, I don't know, but if but if you want to check more than one box, if you want to check, you know, and the more boxes you can check, you know, like if you're if also if you're missing and you know you have a disability, you know, you're you know you're you, know, you can't walk or you're missing, you know, you're missing your left arm. You, the more boxes you check, the more likely you are to get hired. But with regard to those two, if you just say during the interview, well, I think Biden is doing a great job, and I'm going to vote for him again in November. You've already checked two of the boxes. That's true. In terms of the, uh, the intellectual ability, yes, you've already and, and clicked psych- a couple off, yes. And psychiatric problems. I mean, uh, in all seriousness, Joe, this is the FAA. Unless we're hiring, you know, grounds workers and, you know, people that do janitorial and so on, if these are people that are actually going to be directing air traffic and so on, this is a bad, bad, bad idea. Or even conducting, you know, maintenance, you know, the, uh, where I used to have my aircraft maintained, you know, they'd have an FAA inspector come by. And, yes, and, you know, they would inspect the shop and the procedures. They'd inspect. Yeah, it's repairs. one thing to empty the trash. There's another thing to be inspecting it. Inspecting it. So, you know, and I ask myself the same question. I've been I've been a pilot for 30 years. I've been an aircraft owner for 30 years, and I have no clue other than janitorial work where these people would work within the FAA. Particularly, you know, talk about severe psychiatric problems. I mean, this is a problem the post office had with people. The phrase "going postal," where, where workers right. would come in with a gun and start shooting up the place, <clears throat> you know, most that normally is a disqualifier. person has a, well, right. yes, I've got, you know, I've got... Uh, there's a few screws loose. I mean, I'm, I'm being, you know, probably not very kind, but let's face it, Joe, there's a few screws loose, there's, you know, the brick's a little short, whatever you want to say. At the end of the day, that doesn't bode well for that particular... And, Joe, let me make, I want to make sure I say this. I have nothing against these individuals and or the hiring of them. I have employed some of these types of individuals in my past. And by the way, they were great, fabulous workers. You'd put them on a particular task. They did a fabulous job. Would I have them controlling where your airplane goes, though, Joe? No. 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 And in terms of uh, intellectual uh, disabilities, you know, some of the people with Down syndromes that you see working in the supermarkets and the right. fast Love them, by the way. Love them. You know, they do a great job. Yes, Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and, uh, and they love what they're doing, but again, I think even they would tell you, are they going to control air traffic? 
No, Joe, they don't have the capacity to do that. Yeah, not even not even ground control or do it in you know do a uh, repair shop, repair facility inspection or to, or to inspect the repair done by uh, a repair shop. You know, the, I, right. again, I I have no clue how many non-critical positions uh, the FAA is looking to fill, but they've got a whole list. And you'd have to even be careful, Joe, when you're talking even, you know, report filling out and data entry and some of those things where some would think, oh, you know, that's not really that big of a deal. But actually, given what the FAA does, it is. I mean, other than, you know, flat janitorial type work, I can't think of another position that they'd be qualified for. John, you and you and me both. That's why, again, as a pilot and aircraft owner, I'm just shaking my head of all the agencies to go out of their way to hire people. And again, there's other, there's a whole list. But fine, if you're in a wheelchair, you can be an air traffic controller. You could probably be a great air traffic controller. That's different. We're not talking about that. But you know, but to go out of their way to include psychiatric problems and severe intellectual. Yeah, those are the ones. It's it's not the physical infirmities, Joe, that bothered me about this. It's the mental infirmities that are a problem. You and I both. I, I don't. So, you know, to your point, I don't care if a guy is you know. Uh, is missing a leg or even is missing an arm, by the way. Maybe he's got, you know, maybe he's got a, a prosthetic. I mean, I, at the end of the day, Joe, I don't care about any of that. Can he handle the job, mental capacity-wise and so on? He, she, whatever. At the end of the day, that's all I care about. But having somebody that's got this type of, of mental baggage, I guess is the best way to say it, that's right. a problem. It is. And again, I'm going to go back to the old going postal thing, John. You know, uh, uh, anyway... Uh, just want to bring that up that if your listeners didn't know about it that's that's under the Biden administration under this DEI wow and again they have they have spiked out severe intellectual disabilities and psychiatric problems as two of the categories that not not that they're willing to accept they're looking to reactively recruit yeah it, yeah thank you Joe it's not just I think part of the article that I read says well you know we've kind of always been doing this well yeah there's a difference between always doing it and now promoting it right they are right. re- actively recruiting, not simply willing to accept, actively recruiting. And depending uh, upon the job, I can understand accepting some of those types of individuals depending upon what the job is. But I, again, I just look at all the FAA. You know that better than I do. But I look at the FAA and just say, okay, wait a minute, time out. There's okay. not that many positions that you would be looking for that these people would be qualified for. Right. Anyway, so I just thought wow. I'd, for your listeners. Uh, that's a head shaker, Joe. I mean, you've you got you to gotta shake. Okay, so here's a question. When it comes to some of that and even what we have learned from, you know, Boeing and the door blowing off and so on, and the reality is the penny pinchers have gotten involved with Boeing, in my opinion. They've cut the wrong corners. That's what happens when penny pinchers and bean counters run the company. I feel that's exactly what's happening at Boeing. What are your thoughts? You know, I, I don't want to be too quick to judge, but this has been a history. You know, Boeing went from an engineering-driven company to a financially-driven company Correct. about 15 years ago. Correct. Um, you know, they used to have people with aviation engineering backgrounds running the company. And, and now John, the bean counters guy, run it. The bean counters run it. And as a guy who used to run a manufacturing facility, you know, I was an engineer and with a manufacturing background, but I, I, I know what happens when the bean counters. Part of my job was to tell the bean counters, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, you're wrong. You're wrong, and because that's going to hurt the you know the the quality or the that's reliability. Right. The end product will be affected by your cut. Right. So no, we're not doing that. So uh, I don't know that Joe. There's enough people at Boeing to do that now. John, you're probably right, particularly when the CEO you know and the CEO is a, is a finance guy and it doesn't come out of the industry. Um, 
And yeah, they're no. I hate to say this. They're really no longer an airplane company. They are a Fortune whatever 100 company that's basing everything off of decisions made by a finance guy. Yep. And going back to the original problem with the Max 9, John, that was a uh, that was a cost cutting move. Um, they had a. They offered, by the way, the second. I don't know if you're familiar with the pedo system. Yes. That feeds. Yes. Uh, they offered a redundant as, as an option. It should have been standard because right. pedo, you know, pedo systems ice over. They can fail in flight. And what happened is the one and only failed, and they were getting you know, extraneous data or yeah, wrong false readings. data, the wrong readings, yeah. which led led the plane to you know go uh, autopilot, reacted to the bad data and put the plane into a dive. Yeah, and, you know, and, and really quick, I want to jump in, Joe. Also showed that. Pilots that were really highly trained and had a lot of experience overcame that. The ones that relied too much on autopilot and really couldn't fly as well as they should had problems, right? Exactly, exactly. But uh, let me go back to my reservoir. So here's a plane that's a I don't know, $300 million plane, and they made this $10,000 feature an option. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah, a bean you know, counter for you. That, that's, that's, the, that's a bean counter now running the company. It's a bean counter running the problem, so uh, running the company. So again, how many people have died? By the way, and, well, and, well, well, hang on. I want to add one more thing to that bean counter, and they've gone very woke as well. Let's not forget that piece, Joe. Right. By the way, and the National Transportation Safety Board. I don't know if you ever watched the show in the Smithsonian called Air Disaster. Oh yes. Oh yes. Uh, now the NTSB is separate from the FAA because they will investigate the National Transportation. Yeah, they kind of monitor. You know, one monitors the other, right? Right. NTSB is not part of the FAA. Right. When there's an accident, you know, they, part of their job is to look at is the FAA culpable. Right. And they have a saying within the NTSB uh, community, and I've been to, as a pilot, I've been to uh, many conferences where we've had speakers from the NTSB speak to us, and they said the, re- the FAA regulations are written in blood. In other words, it isn't until people oh, start yeah. dying yeah. that regulations get changed. Wow. Uh, and that's, that's kind that's of a too bad. Yeah, so. that's too bad. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't know until, and I hate to say this, but until people actually have, you know, until we have some deaths and some things happen, I don't know that you fix some of these things we just got done talking about, Joe, unfortunately. No, they're systemic. You know, you know, people focus on, they don't look at the root cause. Okay, yeah, you we're, can we're, By it. the way, we're lucky somebody didn't die on that Alaskan Airline uh, flight when the, when the door flew off. Right, because there was no, nobody sitting we were, in that, that room. They were extremely lucky. Right, or that it didn't cause structural damage. I mean, had that uh, hit a wing or anything, it had been a real hit issue. The, hit the hit the aileron, not the aileron, hit the elevator in the back. Correct. It could have disabled the plane. Um, hey, John, before we go, you got you got time to talk about guns, or you're running out of time. I've got a couple minutes. Go ahead. ATF data. You know, people. It's always well. How many guns are you? You hear this number, and I always knew it was north of 400. ATF came out um, data from last year. We are up to 473 million guns in this country. And that's the ones they know about. Right. And that's and even more surprising, the number of AR-15s, which, by the way, the left loves to call them uh, assault, assault rifles. rifles. Yes. Yeah. Knowledgeable hunters and shooters refer to them as modern sporting rifles. They are a great sporting gun. They are, right. you know, if you buy a Woodstock gun, it's a one-size-fits-all. And if you're a woman or you're 5'10 right. or 6'3", that fixed wooden stock is a compromise. And if you go out one day with a light shirt on, the next day with a wool shirt and a heavy coat, you know, the stock is going to be, you know, too long. Because it's different. Too much. Yes. Right. So you've got the adjustable stock. It's lightweight. It's waterproof. It's impervious. You know, you rain on a wood, wood gun. The stock swells and warps. That's right. 
you know, people love the AR-15 for a whole bunch of, and it's one of the most popular hunting guns in America today. Um, but it comes in all different calibers. You can get it up, you know, you can get, you can get an AR-15 in a caliber big enough to hold, hunt elk with. Anyway, 28 million AR-15s in this country. Okay. And then people talk about liberals. They say, well, they're assault rifles. I, I went back. You know, in the last decade, how many mass shootings have been committed with an AR-15? Oh, it's very few. 16 in 10 years. Yeah, very, very in few. A decade. Yeah. John, that's less than two per year. And if you divide 16 by 28 million, do you know what percentage that is of the AR-15s that were used in a mass shooting? Nominal. Try 0.00008%. It's eight. But we want to ban them all, Joe. Get rid of them. They're bad. Right. So eight ten thousandths of 1% of AR-15s have been used in mass shootings out of 28. Think about 16 out of 28 million in a decade. Yet we need to ban them all. Um, that is, well, we know, Joe, the ultimate goal is to ban them all, period, not just assault rifles, and I hate to even use that term, AR-15s and the like. Their goal, Joe, as you know, is to just get rid of them all, which I guess with the amount that you just said, which I believe it's actually higher than that, so the 473, you tell me how they're going to get rid of all those. Well, 473 million total guns, 28 million AR-15 AR style, right? Yeah, but and their goal way, is, to, is to eradicate all of them, Joe. With, that, with, with the exception of law enforcement and the military, they want them gone. They don't want you and right. I owning them. Right. Well, But they want to start the nose under the camera. They want to That's start right. the scary. And by the way, do you know what, gun, what guns commit 98% of the actual mass shootings in this country? Pistols. Pistols, handguns. 98% of the mass shootings in this country... Because they're the easiest to carry, easiest to disguise. You know, most of them have a higher capacity to them. But even revolvers, you know, you can fast load a revolver. You know, again, people forget that even back in the day we had speed loaders the cops used to use, Joe, and they could speed load pretty quickly. No, it's not the same as a, you know, 19-round magazine in a 9-millimeter Glock. But still, at the end of the day, uh, they were still very effective in what they did. Yeah, deadliest school shooting in, in the history of this country was Virginia Tech. Uh, a guy with two, a nine millimeter and a twenty-two pistol. Two pistols killed yeah. thirty-one, yeah. thirty-one students and staff at Virginia Tech with two pistols. Two yep. ordinary pistols. Deadliest school shooting in this country. Four hundred seventy-three million guns, Joe. You'd think people would be dropping like flies everywhere because we have so many. Well, actually, John, here's an interesting thing. In the past, we've been selling roughly twenty million new guns a year that we know of. This is and, and crimes going down. Gun homicides have been dropping steadily. So <laughs> this whole liberal thing about yep. more guns equal more gun deaths. No, more guns. It's the opposite. Yeah, it's the opposite. We've got, in the last three years, we have 60 million new guns in this country, yet the gun homicide rate yep. continues to decline. Amazing. So, you know, so much for the old thing about more guns equal more gun deaths. Yep. Um, Doesn't fly. That, that doesn't fly. So. Joe, as always, appreciate you, man. Good stuff, good data. Keep keep it up, sir. Right. Thank you. you. All right, thanks, John. Follow you bet you appreciate it, Joe. Have a good evening. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. And uh, they've got an open house coming up as well for their new facility over in Golden. In the meantime, anything you need when it comes to your plumbing, give them a call, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Hi-Fi Plumbing takes water quality seriously and has what it takes to bring clean, safe, and high-quality water to your home. Bad water in your home affects more than just taste. Those costly hair and skin products go right down the drain if you have hard water, pollutants, or chemical imbalances. 
Water quality experts may make your water taste good, but because they're only treating the symptoms of your water instead of the cause, you'll continue paying them every month for the taste of your water. High Fives plumbers can hunt down root issues, so treating your water with chemicals isn't always necessary. Clean water means your clothes will be brighter, your hair will be softer, and you'll stop cleaning stubborn water spots off mirrors and dishes. To find out all the ways that clean water can make you safer and healthier, just contact High Five Plumbing at klzradio.com slash plumbing. Clog my toilet one too many times. I'll call High Five for this. Call High Five for this. All right, Ridgeline Auto Brokers, one location in Boulder and a new one going in in Fort Collins. If you're looking for a new used vehicle, give them a call today. Find them at ridgelineautobrokers.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. Were you shocked like I was to find out that the radical left has been targeting elementary age kids with their ideology for decades? They have been sowing gender confusion, communist thought, and their woke agenda with amazing success. Finally, there's something you can do. Join the counteroffensive. Everything counts. Hi, my name is Tom Mulzano, and I'm the director of a children's ministry designed to bring God's truth to kids with fun and laughter. For 30 years, I've been entertaining kids and sharing the gospel with puppets and object lessons designed to build faith in a biblical worldview. How can you help? Help us reach the next generation. Vacation Bible schools in the summer are a great way to reach unchurched kids. Make outreach a focus of your VBS this year. Or maybe you see an opportunity to reach kids in a neighborhood park or apartment complex. The fields are white for the harvest. Visit our site on klzradio.com slash children to learn more. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance does not work for any insurance company. They can shop the market and find you the best premium for the coverage that you need. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, don't forget the National Crawford Roundtable also plays tonight here in about a half an hour. I was actually the host today. We're switching some things up when it comes to the roundtable, and 
we're dividing up that workload, taking a little bit off of Bob Duco, who's really been the main host of that. So we're dividing that up. And today was my day. So you'll get to hear us do that here in just a few minutes away. Scott Garlis joining us now. Scott, welcome. How are you, sir? Hey, John, I'm well. How are you doing this evening? Doing great. Always a joy to hear from you. Before we get started, let people know how to get a hold of you, sir. Sure, yeah. Uh, the, the company's name is MarketWise. You can go to MarketWise.com, check out all of our free and paid products, or you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is C. Scott Garless. All right, perfect. Appreciate you very much as well. All right, talk to us. This is something that I don't know that you and I have ever really covered, and that is the Treasury Department and its release of quarterly refunding. In other words, are the announcements of or how they're handling that. First of all, explain that. What is it and how, you know, what effect does that have? (laughs) Totally. Um, So, (laughs) excuse me, sorry. Uh, Maybe, so before we do that, what we should, one thing we should highlight is, you know, if we go back to the end of last year, sort of that when the market started selling off in July uh-huh. and it bottomed in October, the big driver there was the yield on the 10-year Treasury bond. It went from 4% to 5%. Okay. So Wall Street, money managers and traders in particular, they look at that as a proxy on borrowing costs. So when they see that yield on the 10-year bond going up, they worry that borrowing costs are going to go up. So that means it's going to cost individuals and businesses more to more to borrow money to spend, and they're going to have to pay more in debt service payments. So um, what the Treasury does is every quarter they come out and they release their their quarterly refunding announcement. What that is is the money they anticipate they'll need to borrow borrow in the upcoming quarter. Now, so one of the drivers of that yield increase back in that July to you know, really the August to October time frame was speculation that the Treasury, because of all the spending the U.S. government's done and because where rates have gone, was going to have to borrow more money to, to pay their bills. So the concern is if the Treasury needs to borrow more, people that are going to lend that money to, to the Treasury, in particular institutional investors, they're going to demand higher yield. Yeah, they want more money for their money, right? Right, because they're, the Treasury's issuing more debt. So gotcha. they're like, well, hey, you know, so I'm not going to give you the cheapest rate because you're going to be asking a lot of people for money. I want the highest rate. And I, it makes complete sense, right? As yes. a business person, yes. you, you would think the same way. So what the Treasury did was uh, Yellen sort of figured this out, and Yellen started, I, I, she basically got the Fed on board, um, in the White House, but what Yellen did was she came out and said, hey, look, you know, she cut, reduced the estimate for what they needed to borrow for this current quarter, Okay. and she cut it from like $800 billion down to $780 billion, I believe, was roughly the number, and what she also did was she said, we are going to borrow more money in short-term paper, which is like three to six-month treasury bills, instead of borrowing in long-term paper, which is like 10- and 20-year bonds. Now, (laughs) you would think about this as a business person. You would look at that and say, hey, you know what? What's better for me as a business? Is it better sort of to maybe (laughs) take out loans in short terms because I think rates are going lower in the long term? Or is it better for me if I think rates are going long term to lock in these high rates 
Yeah. Now yeah. for 10 to 20 Makes years. Makes sense. No, yeah, yeah, no, if you're a business owner and you're thinking, okay, rates are going to go up, then I'm going to lock in at that low rate now for as long as I can. Reversely, if you think things are going to come down, then you're going to lock something in as short as you can or make sure you don't have a prepayment penalty or whatever it is so that as that comes down, you've got the ability to renegotiate. That's exactly. And so on top of this, what we've seen is money market funds. I know we've talked about this a bunch, but a lot of people have seen rates in money market funds explode from like a half a percent to five percent, you know, four and a half percent over the last year and change. So, you know, money market funds, they buy short term treasury bonds or treasury bills, like, you know, the three to right. six month variety. And now, because of what has happened to money market rates, we're seeing records, record amounts of cash go into money markets. I want to say that number is up to $6 trillion. Wow. So, yeah, incredible, right? But so the Treasury has also figured out, well, wait a second, if we front end load a lot of our borrowing, which means they borrow more in three, three and six-month bills, um, basically what happens is they can tap into that money market money because it's so short-term and not have to borrow in the, you know, in the 10 year, 20 year bonds. So it's actually a really savvy move by the Treasury Department. And you wouldn't think the government would usually do stuff like this. So by borrowing less and by borrowing shorter term and not locking to those long term rates, they, they stopped issuing long term bonds and they drove demand for the existing long term bonds up. Now, when bond demand goes up, that means more people are buying, less supply available drives up prices, and it, more importantly, it drives down yields. Mm. So what we, what we saw over that time frame was the yields in Treasury bonds at the depths in the end of October went from 5%, which is, which is the highest we've seen in quite a while, and they dropped to 4% by the end of the year. They even got as low as like 3.8 mm. on a 10-year bond. But the stock market over that time frame rallied about 14%. Wow. So... And I'm guessing yeah, because ultimately, make sure that I'm following correctly, ultimately yeah. stock market can look at this and say, you know, given all of that, we could easily see the Fed dropping rates because they're doing all of this short-term moves knowing they're going to need some long-term play at some point, but they're going to wait until they themselves drop the rates. Am I thinking correctly? Totally. If the Fed starts to drop rates, their borrowing costs go down and they don't have to worry as much about this. Okay. And in, in turn, Wall Street's looking at this saying, that's most likely what's coming. Now we're going to rally. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay. And so Wall Street looks at this as also as lower borrowing costs mean it's taking less money out of the pockets of individuals and companies who have borrowed. So they have more money to spend on other things like wants instead of needs. And it, it stimulates economic growth. And gotcha. it also puts profit margins back in the balance sheets of companies. So... Sorry for that long explanation. No, no, no. Perfect. No, I appreciate that. No, that's great. Now, one thing I have a question for you, and I didn't send you this, so I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I think a lot of folks have a hard time understanding this. I saw some news last week where the Fed gave their numbers, and they have had a not-so-great year. In other words, and most people don't think about it this way, but they've lost money. Now, they've made so much money over the course of the last 10 years or so, it's not a huge impact on them, but they've actually lost money this last year. Explain to people, how does the Fed lose money? Sure. I'll say one, <laughs> sorry for my question. No, you're fine. Go ahead. You're good. So really, really quick, one last point on the Treasury stuff. So, so that in a couple of weeks, 
get to the end of January when the Treasury comes out and makes its quarterly refunding announcement. Okay. What we, right now they expect that they're going to need to borrow $816 billion over the coming quarter. What we'd like to see is we'd like to see them, A, reduce that number, probably like 800, maybe even sub 800 billion. And again, we want to see them borrow more in the short term paper okay. and less in long term paper. And if that happens, we'll see yields drop more and we'll see the stock market rally more. Okay. Now, the reason, back to your other question with the Fed, um, it, it's, but the Fed losing money is very much along these guidelines because. Okay. The Fed has, has a huge balance sheet, right? They've been, they buy treasuries and they've been buying, tre- to basically what they're doing. When the Fed goes out and buys treasuries, they're going out and say a bank holds onto a bunch of treasuries. They're giving them money to lend in exchange for the treasuries they own. And then the Fed's basically riding those out to maturity, collecting all the interest payments, and then they're either reinvesting that money or they're not reinvesting it, and they're letting their balance sheet shrink. They're actually going through the process right now of letting $60 billion a month in Treasury holdings, just think about how massive that is. That's huge. Run yeah, run off their balance sheet. So it's $60 billion worth of, it's not all Treasuries, part of it's mortgage-backed securities. But, right. Uh, but as they let that, well, actually $60 billion Treasuries and $20 billion, as they let all those bonds expire, they either reinvest those funds or they don't. And right now, they're not reinvesting those funds. They're hanging on to them, and they're dwindling the balance sheet. But they bought a lot of those bonds at lower rates when interest rates were like zero because they were trying to stimulate the economy. So just like a regular investor, let's say you own a bond, a 20-year bond, you bought it at 100 bucks, and it pays a 1% yield. Well, if interest rates are suddenly at 5%, for, the, for people in the market to be interested in buying your bond, potentially, the price has to drop. We'll say it has to drop to like 80 bucks right. to get that yield up to 4 or 5%. Otherwise, it's so not worth owning. Exactly. So that, that is the only point at which an investor would become interested in buying that outstanding bond because it's now on par. So if you want In other words, the return bucks, comes in the discount they bought the bond at. Exactly, and if you own that bond at hundred bucks and it's now, you know, down to eighty bucks because that gets a yield up, you just took a twenty percent loss on your bond holding. Okay, so what negative effect is there when the Fed does this? There's got to be something none. negative, right? No, because they ride they said they ride them out till they expire and then collect the money. So there's no they negative just, effect on that for the Fed. They just aren't making as much money in those interest payments as they could be if they were at four or five percent. So, I mean, so, so, make sure that I'm clear. The lowering yeah. of their balance sheet, sixty billion a month, is that a positive or a negative, or it just doesn't matter? It, it, it I mean, it doesn't matter. It matters for the stock market because it's sucking and, and for the bond sucking capital out, basically, quote unquote. It's sucking liquidity out of the system, and it's driving rates higher because that massive buyer of treasury bonds has disappeared or, okay. or sh- shrunk. So think about it. Demand goes down. And back to what we said earlier, when demand is high and supply is low, yields come down and prices go up. But if demand drops and supply stays the same, yields go up and prices come down. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So my gut feeling is one of the next moves the Fed has to make is, A, lowering the prime and issuing new bonds, right? Correct. Because what the Fed will would actually do in that process, again, it's 
they can ride these bonds out to the end of days and then collect them, collect all the interest payments. But the value of their holdings would actually go back up if they cut rates. More importantly, all the banks out there, you know, like people talk about, oh my God, Bank of America's got a $130 billion off balance sheet loss because of their bond holdings. Companies like Bank of America, if rates start coming down, what they would see is the value of those off balance sheet bond holdings would start to go up. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden that off balance sheet loss has got all these people freaked out. That would start to dwindle as well. So it would help put liquidity back into the financial system and it would help remove stress right. from banks. That's so why, in my opinion, that's why we're a point lower by June. Yes, that's that's why the Fed would be very incentivized because it would cost the government less to borrow. Yeah. It would help the financial system, and it would add more money out there for people to borrow. And it helps the economy in an election year, period. Completely. Yep, yeah. That, that's why, that again, any- my predictor is that's what happens because of that. But you got to remember, nobody in the Fed's political. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. And and I know you don't believe that any more than I do. Exactly. <laughs> Scott, as always, learning lesson. Appreciate it. Again, how do folks get a hold of you if they want to do some things on their own, some trading and so on? What do they do? Sure. Um, check out C. Scott Garlis on Twitter. That's my Twitter handle. Um, and then come to marketwise.com. Come check out all of our products, free and paid, we're there to help the little guys. Awesome. Scott, as always, appreciate you, man, very much. Have a great evening. Thanks for your time, Jeff. You're very welcome. And again, uh, Affordable Interest Mortgage, speaking of rates and mortgages and all those different things, find out from Kurt exactly what he can do for you when it comes to mortgage and the rates and the different programs that he has, including new home builds, including construction loans, you name it. Kurt's got a lot of different products now that he can do that he couldn't even do three months ago. 720-895-0500. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Home of the original Asset Manager Loan, where you pay less interest and own your home faster, pay off your debt and save six to nine hundred a month, have access to your equity for thirty years. Call seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred now. We listen and promise to do our best for you. Take aim, affordable interest mortgage. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Over twenty years of low rates, outstanding service, and number one at putting you first. Let us show you how our experience saves you money. 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. Golden Eagle Financial, 30 years of, fi- of financial advising, and he is your direct advisor. Give Al a call today, 303-744-1128. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial can develop a solid, cohesive retirement strategy that makes sense in the context of your very specific needs. You've been making moves toward retirement your whole life and likely have assets in different places. Al can simplify it for you. Having a simple retirement plan and a single point of contact means when you're gone, your family won't have to guess where your assets are. It means your children won't find out in 20 years that you had funds in probate that they could have used. Having a solid plan and an agent to manage it 
means you can take advantage of financial products with high return and modest risk. And most importantly, it means that someone will be on your side when you can't make those decisions on your own. Give Al a call today for a free consultation and get started on your retirement strategy by going to klzradio.com slash money today. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. All right, Cub Creek, don't forget, they're giving away a furnace to a needy family. If there's somebody that you know that is in real need of one, please go to klzradio.com slash HVAC, H-V-A-C, and fill out the form there, and Doug and Hunter will handle the rest. You can also call them direct, 303-656-5467. Ream Pro Partners Cub Creek Heating and AC are serious about keeping you safe from poisons like carbon monoxide. Your furnace creates carbon monoxide and over the years can develop leaks and cracks that put your family in danger. The worst part? You probably won't know because carbon monoxide is colorless, odorless, and undetectable without special detectors that Cub Creek will give you for free. Carbon monoxide poisoning can cause nervous system issues, chronic illness, and even death. That's why Cub Creek is giving you a free carbon monoxide detector just for having them over to service your furnace. You might already have detectors on your smoke alarms, but those are on the ceiling. And carbon monoxide gas is heavier than air, so typically it doesn't go anywhere near your ceiling. Cub Creek has openings available now, so go to klzradio.com HVAC to schedule and get your free detector today. Veteran windows and doors, they can beat any national competitor's price by anywhere between 30 and 50%. And right now they've got 45% off entry doors, 40% off windows. 303-529-0720. Veteran windows and doors simplifies and streamlines your new window installation. They will alleviate the scheduling issues of a multi-window installation by completing the entire process for you typically within two days. And veteran windows and doors follow stricter installation guidelines than what is required in the industry because that is their business model. To do right by you, the customer, veteran makes sure every window is properly flashed, insulated, and sealed so you can be 100% confident in a job done right every time. Veterans Crew consists of vetted, trusted, and insured technicians, so you know you will always be in good hands. They also offer a five-year installation guarantee. This month, they will take 40% off both product and installation when you buy eight or more windows. Start saving today by going to klzradio.com window. That's klzradio.com window. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, a couple of minutes left. Have a little bit of fun here. The reason you should always wear red when you fly. So some of you fly often. Some don't fly much at all. And some maybe fly, you know, vacations and maybe periodically. Plenty of decisions that you need to make when you travel on a plane, whether you want a window seat, aisle seat, etc., whether you leave in the morning, afternoon, evening, which, by the way, always leave in the morning if you possibly can, because typically when things go awry, it's later in the day, not early. And if you're going to check your luggage or carry on. But one thing you probably didn't know 
is that you should also be thinking about what color you're wearing when you fly. So a new article on the travel advice blog, airlinetips.com, advises plane passengers to wear red. According to the piece, airline staff may subconsciously perceive passengers in red as more important or of a higher status, leading to enhanced customer service experiences. So, if you want to receive top-notch treatment during your travels, consider incorporating red into your airline attire. Put something red on. It won't only potentially grab the attention of flight attendants and airline staff, but other passengers too. A study in the Journal of Experimental Psychology showed that women wearing red were rated as more attractive than women wearing other colors. The red may have beneficial effects for you as well. According to research conducted at the University of Rochester, red enhances attention to detail and promotes a sense of alertness. So by wearing red at the airport, you might actually have a smoother travel experience. Now, I can't attest to that because I don't typically wear red. Now, when I fly, I'm... I'm I'm a weirdo. I don't wear pajamas. I say I'm not a weirdo because I don't wear pajamas because anymore most everybody else does. Literally, you watch them fly and it's like I wouldn't pick up dog poop in that, but they're still wearing it. I, yes, wear a dress shirt, collared shirt, long sleeve typically, mainly because it's a little colder on the plane. I am not much of a slack guy, but I always wear a nice pair of jeans and I wear full, usually boots. It's just the way I dress, and even when I fly. And yes, I'm comfortable in that. Pretty much what I wear every day. Now, I've never tried wearing like a red shirt, but maybe I will in the future. I do know that what I have observed is the nicer you're dressed, the nicer you're treated. And that's pretty much across the board. I can't tell you the last bad travel experience I had flying. It's been that long. So is there something to how you dress and when you fly? I actually think there is. My wife would agree with me, and I think Charlie, by the way, would agree with me. So I'll leave it at that. Guys, have a great rest of your evening. Be safe out there. It's a little warmer, so enjoy that. The National Crawford Roundtable is next, so don't go anywhere. This is KLZ 560. Thank you.